Now, back to the Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. Join us during the week, Fox Business. The name of the show is Kudlow, 4 to 5 p.m. every day, Monday through Friday. And now we're going to do some money in politics. We've got Liz Peek, Fox News contributor, Hill columnist, and Monica Crowley, former Assistant Secretary of the U.S. Treasury. So it's ladies' night out, ladies' morning night out, something like that. Anyway, kids, thank you for coming on. You know, this uh, we, you know, we, I have to start with Hunter Biden. It's just way too much fun. I must start with Hunter Biden. The New York Times has acknowledged that he did have a laptop computer, and it was in a repair shop in Delaware. And all the stuff in there, I'm going to start with Monica Crowley on this, all the stuff in there about the corruption, Russia, Ukraine, China, giving his father money, all that stuff was real. It wasn't Russian disinformation. And I got to read, hold on, uh, this is just such way, way too much fun. But they've asking, uh, they asked um, Madam Saki if she still held to the disinformation argument. And she said, I'd point you to the Department of Justice and also to Hunter Biden's representatives, Saki said. He doesn't work in the government. And then they asked her again, and she said, I'd point to the Department of Justice and Hunter Biden's representatives. And then here's the one I love. I'm a spokesperson for the United States. He doesn't work for the United States. <laughs> well, I guess that's strictly true. So, Monica, what do you make of this? 51 intelligence experts refuse to apologize for discrediting the true Hunter Biden story. What do you make of this? Yeah. Hi, Larry. It's great to be with you and Liz today. <laughs> Look, this is one of the more despicable examples of the loathsome creatures that populate these states. <laughs> The, the 51 intelligence <laughs> officials that, that you cited uh, were contacted by the New York Post, who broke the story in October 2020. They reported the truth at the New York Post. They reported it when it mattered several weeks before the presidential election, when voters had every right to know about the truth about one of the two presidential candidates. And yet big tech conspired with big corporate media to bury the story, not just bury it, but kill it and discredit it entirely. You mentioned Jen Psaki. At the time, Larry, Jen Psaki tweeted that this was Russian disinformation. <laughs> so she had no problem, no problem back then lying about it. And now she doesn't want any part of it. I speak on behalf of the United States. Well, look, we, we, this shows the depth of the corruption that we are dealing with here. And by the way, Hunter Biden is the most blackmailable person on the face of the earth, mm -hmm. and we have not seen him. The White House will not comment about him. This corruption and rot goes so deep, Larry, that it is going to take a lot and a very long time to uproot it. Liz Peek, I'm perfectly happy to have you speak for the United States. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Anytime. Uh, there was a poll I saw, I think it was Wall Street Journal poll, uh, that reminded us something like um, 
8% of those who voted for Biden wouldn't have voted for him if they'd known about this or if they thought this was a real thing. I mean, this this story really, really may have impacted the election. I don't see how it could not have impacted the election, and that's why they suppressed it, Larry. If they thought this was sort of just a minor hiccup in terms of the reputational risk to Joe Biden or something like that, I think they would have covered this story. I think what's really worrisome here, and I think Republicans will get to this, uh, if they take control of Congress, how do you change this behavior? How do you make sure that big tech in conspiracy, and it was a conspiracy with big media, can suppress and distort the news? I think this is something, you know, Americans really need to go to the mat about. Freedom of speech is what we're talking about, disinformation uh, from the liberal elites in charge of our country and our media and our academia and big tech. It is a cabal, and they are really forming American opinion. And when it comes to meddling in an election, I thought we heard from Democrats how in, how a terrible thing that was to do. Well, it is a terrible thing, and they did it. It's, it is the fact, Leslie Marshall, I think, the other night said, well, most people voted against Donald Trump, not for Joe Biden. There is certainly an element of that, but Joe Biden was pictured as honest. He yeah. was kind of the adult in the room after... Yeah. Uh, you know, sort of treacherous uh, and, and combustible Donald Trump. This really changes people's opinion, or at least it should, about who Joe Biden is. And I don't think we are anywhere near the end of this story. And that, I think, is what's interesting. Yeah, you know, I agree with you. And it's interesting that so the Bidens are talking about the conspiracy to price gouge on yeah. oil and gasoline. How about the conspiracy to stop freedom of speech and information? How about that? Cons- there is a cabal. You're correct. And Monica, you're, you've been in the foreign policy realm for a long time. You got this, you know, John Brennan, James Clapper, Michael Hayden, Michael Morell. I mean, these were guys that held big jobs right for the for the uh, CIA and the DNI and they just lied they just lied and then took part in this conspiracy yeah so the new york post which broke the story in october of 2020 several weeks before the election those 51 intelligence officials including brennan clapper hayden a whole slew of them, they signed a letter talking about how the Hunter Biden laptop and emails were likely Russian disinformation. These people who held the highest lever, uh, controlled the highest levers of power in our intelligence agencies, manipulated intelligence for partisan political gain. In other words, to help Joe Biden win the election and hurt Donald Trump and get him to lose the election. That's what they did. These people are liars. They are treacherous, and frankly, they are treasonous. Our intelligence agencies are supposed to be non-political. They're supposed to sit above politics because their job is to protect the security and safety of the American people and of America's interests around the world. And instead, they were acting as political operatives. And I can't tell you how dangerous, Larry, that is to the Mm. fabric of this country. You know, it's against the law for the CIA or the NSA to do domestic spying. And yet, guess what? They weren't just doing domestic spying, but they were engaged in partisan political behavior. This is outrageous, and frankly, they all belong in prison. Yeah, I see, Liz, it's, um, 
it's really important. These were the same people, you know, Clapper and Brennan and Mike Morell. What was he, the deputy CIA director, some such thing? They were the ones who were pushing the whole, you know, Russian hoax versus Trump, which was proven to be completely false. They, this was the same crowd. And yeah. um, I think you've got a problem here. I guess, you, question, do you think the Justice Department is actually going to look into this? I mean, I don't. I mean, should well, the Republicans push for some kind of special counsel here? Something needs to be done. I mean, Monica's right. I, Something needs to be done. I agree. And I think the special counsel route is probably the most likely thing that will happen because if you're in control of Congress, that is something that you can agitate for and push for. And maybe at some point Merrick Garland will have no choice but to step up. I mean, my view, Larry, frankly, is I'm astonished that the FBI is even investigating it. That's how far gone I think the leadership of the FBI is. Now, maybe, you know, this is sort of the rank and file FBI kind of doing their job. I hope so. But you kind of uh, can imagine that the reason the New York Times published this, why did they do this after all these many months of silence? My view is because Hunter Biden is likely to be indicted for tax fraud or some uh. sort of money laundering or whatever. And then they're going to look stupid. They're going to look stupid that they didn't cover it. They had no preamble for that indictment. They sat on it. I think at that point, their newsroom said, wow, we got to get ahead of this. You know, we have to acknowledge that there were sort of red flags raised. Uh, and that's the only reason they did it. I suspect they wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah. One more, one more thing here, Monica, you know, uh, Joe Biden received a lot of money from some of yeah. these schemes. Um, I don't know. He should give that money back. I mean, he's going to be culpable here. And um, that's got to be part of the investigation. I mean, what Bobolinsky said, you know, Bobolinsky was the only truth teller in this. Everybody dismissed him, too. But, um, you know, all these quotes, you know, 10 percent for the big guy. Right. That was Joe Biden. That stuff's got to come out. That stuff's got to be fleshed out completely. Yes, yes. And, you know, I agree with Liz. I think perhaps the career prosecutors at DOJ are closing in on Hunter and some of this. So I agree that the New York Times is like, well, holy crap, we better get in front of this or we are going to look like we've been covering for them, which they have been. But you're exactly right. In one of those emails, 10 percent for the big guy. Well, who's the big guy? Obviously, the big guy is Joe Biden. Keep in mind that there is nobody now who is more compromised, particularly on Russia and Ukraine, where so much of this money came flowing into the Biden crime family. Um, and now we've got this conflict between Russia and Ukraine. Joe Biden is, is in the middle of this in, in, in many ways, and yet he's completely compromised. We have a commander in chief who can't deal with a global conflict because of the money that corrupt money and dark money that's flowed into his family over many years from that part of the world. So this investigation needs to be fully vetted. And I tweeted yesterday, Larry, that because Joe Biden is so irredeemably compromised, he needs to be impeached and removed from office. Mm. We cannot have a president who mm. cannot function on the mm. world stage because he's crippled in this way. I, and I would add to that, Larry, can I want add one thing? When Monica said earlier that, that Hunter Biden was the most blackmailable person on earth, I would disagree. I think Joe Biden is that person 
because whatever they may have on on Hunter Biden certainly reflects on Joe Biden. And as you have pointed out, there seem to be enormous uh, commingling of their funds and their business activities. That's what one of the things I'd like to know, Liz, just from, you know, you and I are sort of financial people. Has that money stopped flowing? Yeah. And if it did, when did it stop flowing? You know, I mean, somebody's got to figure that out. And Hunter Biden was, you know, not a registered agent for a foreign government. He didn't do any of that type stuff. I mean, I'd I'd like to know that. I'd like to know about their bank accounts. I'd like to know what's up with their bank accounts, really. Saki was asked whether Hunter Biden had sold his Chinese interests and refused to answer. Yeah, yeah. And this is right after Biden just spent two hours talking to Xi about Lord knows who knows. Anyway, let's take a quick break. You know what? You you know what? Everything they accuse Donald Trump of doing, they themselves are guilty of. Yeah, Yeah, except in this case, it was true. Except in this case, it was true. What the Bidens did. Anyway, all right, Liz Peake, Monica Crowley, we're going to take a quick break. I'm Larry Kudlow. When we come back on the other side, I want to talk about something that the media doesn't want to cover, and that is an Iran deal, an Iran deal with a $10 billion carve-out for a Russian construction company to build a nuclear facility in Iran. Wonderful story. I'm Kudlow. We'll be right back. Larry Kudlow. From Wall Street to the White House, this is The Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. We're talking money and politics with Liz Peake, Fox News contributor and Hill columnist, and Monica Crowley, former Assistant Secretary of the Treasury, and I'll just say woman about town, author, columnist, commentator, etc., <laughs> etc. Et How about that? Women about town. Anyway, um, one of the most underreported stories right now is the Iranian story. Here we've got Iran, death to America, death to Israel. Uh, Trump sanctioned them heavily. The sanctions have been lifted by the Bidens. And meanwhile, they're at the negotiating table. Russia is negotiating on behalf of the United States, another incredible part of this story. Um, Saudi Arabia won't return Biden's phone calls. Uh, Iran is mortal enemy of Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia has a checkered story, but they are American allies in the Middle East. So, ladies, I I do not understand this. I don't know how this is possible. Uh, There's a carve-out for this Russian construction company to build, they say, a a, a civil nuclear reactor. I don't believe a word of that. Um, There may be not only $10 billion for that, some people are reporting $11 billion for the return of four hostages, but lifting of the sanctions is worth much, much more. We'll probably provide more financial assistance to Iran than we will to the Ukraine, okay? So I'll begin with you, Monica. Uh, I do not understand this. Uh, I think this is one of the worst things I've ever seen in, in, in American foreign policy history. Yeah, it really is. So a couple of days ago, President Biden referred to Vladimir Putin as a war criminal. That's on one hand. And yet, on the other hand, he's engaging Putin and his regime to negotiate a reentry into the Iran nuclear deal and all of these other aspects that that go along with diplomacy that we can't carry out with Iran on our own. So which is Putin? Is he the horrendous war criminal or is he the great effective diplomat that the United States is using in in this deal? Um, Look, you can't have it both ways. And yet this administration 
is doing it to Putin's benefit. When you talk about Iran, you're talking about the greatest state sponsor of terror on the face of the earth. They continue to target America and America's interests, including just last week when they sent missiles flying over the U.S. consulate in Iraq. And yet now we want to release tens of billions of dollars to them, lift the sanctions, reward them for their bad behavior. It doesn't make sense, Larry, unless you take a step back, look at the bigger picture and realize that this administration is only interested in one thing. It's all about strategic retreat for the United States and managed decline. Mm. When you understand it in that frame, mm. then you understand that they are interested in rewarding America's greatest enemies and bringing American de- America down. You know, Liz, another part of this is declassifying the Revolutionary Guard from terrorists to non-terrorists. It's the, it's the Iranian Revolutionary Guard, which basically runs the military state of Iran. I mean, it's a Marxist military state, these mullahs don't really run that place. But they're the one. I mean, Trump killed, Trump had Soleimani killed, uh, which was a brilliant act. Uh, Democrats criticized him for it. Biden criticized him for it. But it was exactly the right thing to do. And now they're going to declassify him. But even more, we why would we consciously desert our friend Israel, Liz? That's what I don't get. I mean, is there any doubt that Israel is our great ally and Iran is our enemy. I I just don't understand it. Larry, I I think you're completely right. But let's go back to uh, when Obama pressed to have this agreement in the first place. It made no sense then. And it's actually much, much worse now, because now, first of all, Netanyahu exposed to the world evidence that Iran had actually been working on building a bomb. That Mm -hmm. uh, evidence at several sites in Iran was then basically not uh, made available to the IAEA inspectors who are supposed to keep tabs on what they're actually doing. Only two weeks ago, in the midst of the current negotiations, did the head of the IAEA actually be permitted to go and visit that. And frankly, we've not heard about that. We've not heard whether or not it was true. We all know it's true. We all know that they didn't let people in to investigate because there was evidence that they were building a bomb. Now, the timeline that we're actually supposed to be protecting the world against Iran's control of a nuclear weapon is two and a half years. So it's not even 10 years, which it was under Obama. The deal was so bad then, remember, that Obama didn't even present it to Congress. The same thing is happening now. The The only possible explanation for this is, first of all, Biden is ruled 100 percent by a resolute need to undo everything President Trump did, whether or not it was successful. That includes, unfortunately, putting Iran in the penalty box and forging new relationships between the UAE and a host of other Gulf countries and Israel as something that was obviously an enormous diplomatic breakthrough. They Mm -hmm. gave the Trump administration no credit for it. They're they're basically dissolving any momentum there. From what Mm -hmm. I understand, there's very little going on uh, in an effort to what? Maybe produce another get more oil in the market, so Joe Biden's ratings go up. It is really, it is the most appalling, I agree with you, the most appalling diplomatic fiasco, anti-American measure I've ever seen in my lifetime. I don't understand it, and I think it's heinous. I don't know why, I don't know why this is such an underreported story. I mean, it's nowhere. 
I'm looking. I mean, I read. I read the print edition of the Wall Street Journal. Uh, nowhere there. It's not on the website. Uh, the, the journal is editorialized against it, but there's no day-to-day coverage of this, or hardly any. And- because it reflects terribly on the Biden administration. So nobody, by the way, the Wall Street Journal, and we all know this, the, the reporting is increasingly left-leaning. Yeah. The editorial page is conservative. Yeah. But the truth is the mass media doesn't want to report it because it looks ridiculous. Yeah, I think that's... And Monica, one other point. The left, which runs Biden's Washington, the left hates Israel. I mean, isn't that part of this? They've always hated Israel. And now it's coming yes. out. Even, you know, yes, this. remember the... the- Remember the 2016 Democratic National Convention where the Democrats booed Israel every time oh, it was uh, mentioned? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there, there's a deep strain of anti-Semitism that runs through the Democratic Party now. You've got Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, who are constantly agitating against Israel, AOC, the squad. Um, so, yeah, it's definitely there. But the press, Liz is right, the press doesn't want to report it because they don't want to report anything that's going to be damaging to Joe Biden and the Democrats heading into the midterms. The problem is, if the reporting so far is correct, from what we've heard, is that they are close to a deal to mm-hmm. reinvigorate yeah. the, the catastrophic nuclear deal, in which case, you know, it's going to be another foreign policy disaster of historic proportions, Mm. and it's going to be one more thing to add to the momentum going into a Democratic bloodbath in November. I just don't, I mean, even the Biden, I mean, this is is just utterly indefensible. (laughs) Anyway, I'm stuttering. Liz Peak, thank you. Monica Crowley, thank you, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. Join us, Fox Business, 4 to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday, and I'll see you next weekend on radio.